You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. The King of Glory here, welcome him here. Welcome him here because he is here for us tonight. I want you to just lift your hands to him and say thank you. Thank him for who he is to you and all that he does for you. I want you to pour your heart out to him and tell him your expectations. You are not here to meet with man. It is God that you have come to meet with. It is God that you have come to fellowship with. You have not come to hear my voice. So I want you to speak to your father tonight. Those burning questions that he will speak to you, he will instruct your heart. Would you begin to ask for light? Would you begin to ask that light will shine in your heart? That in those gray areas, light will shine tonight. Spirit of the living God, have your way. Father, be enthroned tonight. Our eyes are set on you, Father. It is you that we have come to. To receive light to receive instruction manda kaseto librando soto yekelebo shaya la kosi ande ke yebaruza ta yekelibro ndeshere makasa talabaraba shata ya la kosote lando kosubrada basha nekelebo sondie la kusayanta ya hallelujah there's a very old song for those of you who used to go to sunday school i suspect you should know it i'm going to need your help guys um, to see you more clearly Almost like a nursery rhyme We used to sing it when we go to bed Follow you more nearly Day by day Now, it's, it's, it's a very it's, For those of you who know the song You remember your childhood And you think this is a song that You know, when we sang it as children It did not mean much but guess what? I sing that song even till now because it's such a powerful song. Very simple, but very powerful. Because it, 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 with the simplicity of, of the heart of a child is all that you're saying to God tonight. Lord, help me to know you. Help me to love you. Help me to see you for who you are. Can we say, take the song again? Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we are gathered here tonight, not to man, but to you. 
we ask and we receive your presence. We receive your spirit. We seek after you, Lord, and we find you. We find you. We find your revelation. We find your instructions. We receive your wisdom. We knock our Father and the heavens are opened over us tonight. And you're pouring out your spirit upon each and every person here. Helping us to love you more. Helping us to know you more. Helping us to see you clearly for who you are. Helping us to understand how best to walk with you. And as we journey with you, you take us deeper and deeper into you. You establish us in your love. Our Father, this is our prayer tonight. So take your place. Open our eyes to see. Open our understanding. Enlighten the eyes of our understanding tonight. And let your word reign supreme. In Jesus' name we have prayed and agreed. Amen. Amen. Good evening, church. Would you please say hi to the person sitting beside you? Ask them how their day was. Okay. So very quickly, I will be sharing just for a couple minutes, and then we will spend some more time praying. How many people are fasting? Did I try to call out people? This one is not the one that you will not let your neighbor know when you are fasting. Sorry, I say church-wide fast. It's not a personal fast. So it's okay to let us know if you are. If you are not, if you are not, I encourage you to please join. We still have a couple more days to go. When are we ending? Today's day what, actually? Day 10. Awesome. And we have 11 more days to go. So there's still time to join in, guys. Please join in and take advantage of the, you know, the, the strength and the wisdom, the favor of God that is being released at this time. For the benefit of those who are worshiping with us for the first time, um, the anchor, I was going to say the word, yeah, well, that's what it is. The word for us this year, as an expression of the Elevation Church, is that the instruction, yes, is that we shouldn't limit God in everything um, that we do. And as we journey through 2019, so 2019, we serve an unlimited God. We're not limiting him in any way. Um, our faith is expanded to take on all that God has in store for us. So I encourage you, please join in. Uh, keep your faith alive. Keep your hope alive. The fast does a lot of wonders for, for, for those that are engaging in it, for people generally. Once you fast... Um, you engage spiritual disciplines a bit more. You study your, the Bible. You pray. You're connected to God. Um, you receive instructions that literally can carry you till the end of the year and even beyond. You sort out certain things in the spirit. You settle your destiny. So it's, it's a spiritual discipline that I encourage a lot of times that, you know, as much as you can. Just separate. It's a period of separation. You're separating from food. Some people are also fasting, fasting from social media in this season, you know. The things that some people are fasting from Coke, you know, they can't do without a bottle of Coke every day. But this period of fast, they are not drinking Coke. Just whatever it, <laughs> whatever it is that you know you cannot or you thought that you cannot do without, this season is a good time to just step away from them and, you know, be very conscious. Carry the presence of God with you everywhere you go. Listen to um, music that would charge your spirit man. Because that's what the fast is doing. We're feeding our spirit man in this season. We are energizing our spirit man. So that we will not journey like we journeyed in the years behind. You know, where it was just... For some, some of you were... You know, you had your, your spiritual game was on point, on fire. Some people can't necessarily say the same. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, so please join in if you can. If you don't have any health condition or any, you're not pregnant, just try and fast. Okay. So very quickly, we'll be discussing tonight you and your words. You and your words. Um, like I said earlier, the theme for, the instruction for us, as a church, is that we shouldn't limit God, you know, and that we would engage his marvelous help. 
there are certain things. We started on two Sundays back. P.I. taught us about the unlimited God, you know, and his expectations or our expectations from him as the unlimited God and all that he is, um, all that dwells in him as God that we can engage. You know, then last week Sunday, spoke about the unlimited mind, the unlimited mind, you know, and he taught us four C's. How many people remember the C's? I'm not trying to recap his message, but if you missed church on Sunday, I encourage you to get, uh, just go on SoundCloud and listen to that message where we talked about cucumbers and stuff, yeah? How many people were in church? Okay, great. So you should remember the four C's now. All right, so today we're discussing words and how our words, you know, impact our future, how our words shape our destinies. Um, so a couple centuries back, I imagine that the acceptable language was what? English. Yeah. Um, after a while, it's been different languages then. So they say study French so that you can, you know, what some people is study what now. Is, I think, is it, what is it now? Is it Chinese? What's the reigning language? There's always a, a Mandarin ahead. There's always a language for a season. We'll get into languages. But speaking about words, so while I was preparing for this message, I promised myself I wasn't going to try and enter all those Ibadot things that PI does. But you see, I could not find a good example. So permit me to go there. Let me start with your, so if you have a, an, a, is it a now, an Hausa friend, if you have a Hausa friend, um, you know that there are certain words that they pronounce that are very particular to them. Once you hear, in fact, if a person is not your friend, once you engage, you hear the person speak, you can already tell where they're from, right? What other um, ethnic groups like that exist? We have, uh, sorry? Kalaba, yes, I used to have a, <laughs> I used to have a Kalaba nanny. <clears throat> and I could not for the life of me understand why she could not pronounce J. I took it upon myself to try to teach her how to pronounce any word that has J. Why must it be Y? It's J, like J. <laughs> J, 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 J. Show my teeth and my everything together. But it just was not happening. It wasn't, you know. And I they were like... Well, is it the water? Is it so how do people become? Until I realized that even me, you know, if I'm in certain places, the way I look at some people speak, I'm sure that's the way they're looking at it. This one is such a Yoruba girl, you know. Um, but you see, my Ibado brethren, they are very peculiar. Is any here? Demiladin, no, 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 they are not here. Okay, so I can talk. Because they have some specific words that, you know, even going to school, you should have, not these particular people here, or the life, life points Ibado people, the life points Ibado chapter are very Tush people. Yeah, but I'm talking about the main Ibado people. Falabi, I did not call your name. But, you know, so the CH words, they struggle with that. Yeah, chicken. What they call it? They, you can hear now, seeking, you know. They just struggle with those types of H and, uh, in fact, I can't remember what we call it, consonant and something. Anyway, but I realized preparing for this and, you know, the way the Holy Spirit was impressing upon my heart that as children of God, we have our language. We have our language. And it is important that we speak our language. As citizens of heaven, we have to speak a language that is recognized and acceptable. Otherwise, we will be doing ourselves disservice, great disservice. Because it means that there are certain things that you cannot... Even when you watch all these mafia movies and then somebody gets somewhere and just says a word and doors are opening, kind of like that. There are certain things we will not be able to access. There are certain levels that we will not be able to enter into. Because we have failed to use the right language. We, ha we have failed to use the right language or speak in the manner that is acceptable in the country or the kingdom that we belong to. And I've realized oftentimes as Christians, we forget 
that our journey on earth is very temporal. So we get comfortable with our environment. Meanwhile, we're passing through. It doesn't mean because we are passing through, so we just, like, is it a hermit now? Or those who be like a pilgrim, your bags are packed, uh, yeah, they are constantly packed, you know, and you're not able to even take in your environment and what's going on and what God would have you do. That's not what I'm advocating. But you see, there's a way you can barrage and just be all over the place, and you forget that. This is a very temporal journey. This is not the real life. There is a life hereafter that God is preparing us for. And until we position ourselves appropriately for that life, we just might miss it. We just might miss it. Okay, so words define your life, your values, your personality. So for example... How many of you know Tara G.P. Henson? How many of you um, have watched or wa are watching, I don't know what it is now, I don't do series, I'm not that patient. Um, Empire. Aha. What would you describe Tara G's personality as in Empire? If you had to, I mean, between she and, uh, what's the name of that other one? Bubu Kitty. Who is Posh? None. Eh. Ah, okay, sorry. It means that I'm not a... <laughs> who is... Well, not bougie, because I'm not sure Anika is even bougie like that, but who is more... Who would you be able to take out and not feel embarrassed? Anika, right? Yes. So we can say Taraji is quite ghetto, right? Aha. You know how it is that hood exactly, she's from the hood. There are certain people like that, no matter the amount of money. It will still show. It will come out. Mm, it, will, it will just show who they are. The real them. Money has done the makeover. But the real them. There are certain situations that pull out the real them. Okay? So, words define your personality. By the kind of speech, the kind of words you use. I can tell either the type of people you're hanging out with, the kind of things you're feeding on. Okay? what your values are. Your life is the expression, it's the manifestation and the reflection of your words. So I heard this week, I heard uh, Dr. Bill Winston say that if he looks at someone's life right now, he can plot the graph, he can tell you where you're coming from. He can tell you the kind of words that you have been speaking because of you know, your current circumstance. Especially maybe somebody he had seen in the past and then he's seen, you know, maybe some 10 years down the line, all these 10-year challenge things that are going on now. You can almost tell, okay, this person has done quite well. This person has grown. This person is fatter. This person, yeah. But in terms of actual achievements, oh, okay, it's where you were. You're, you still are. <laughs> There's a problem. So he attributes that problem to the kind of words that you have been speaking over yourself, over your life. Okay? Now, there are some words that we're familiar with as Christians that we throw around a lot. You know, those Christianese vocabulary. Can anybody give me some examples, please? Yeah? It is well. Yes? Bless you. Okay? What other, what other phrase exists? Now, you see the... Sorry? By God's grace. <clears throat> Okay, so I'm going to use myself as an example. You see, those phrases or those sentences in themselves are very powerful. And that's the truth. But there is a way we have commonized them as Christians that it's almost as though when we say them, they have lost their essence and their power. And as such, I decided a couple years back that if I would say those words, and I say them quite often, in fact... It's almost as though because you're a Christian, you just say, you say them, you don't think much about them. You just say them. It's like an appropriate answer to any situation you don't quite have an answer to. So somebody comes and shares a problem with you or tells you something. It's not even, sometimes it's not even a problem. Before you know, you just say it is well. It is well. It is well. But so to consciously, you know, help myself, 
every time I say it, I say it with me and I say it like a prayer. I remind myself of the source of that phrase or that sentence. That it is actually a scripture. It says, say, say to the righteous that it is well. You know, so when I say it is well, I mean it and I am backing it with my faith that this situation that you have just discussed with me, that I don't have an answer to, I'm not sure I can even give you the right counsel, but I am trusting God that he would intervene in it and then, you know, it will be turned around. Now, the bless you part, I wonder why God just went out of that bless you. In fact, non-Christians say it now, so you sneeze, it's bless you. In my mind, I assume that it is because they know that, it's, well, it is God that will bless you or something. Anyway, I don't know whether it's, it's now even an English thing. But anyway, I will still say God bless you. You know. So we have these things that we throw around. But sometimes it's almost as though they're lacking in power. We have these sentences. We have these. We just say them. We say them because they are the nice sounding things to say as Christians. But sometimes they're just empty words. Empty words because even you that you are saying it is well, you are probably more fearful than the person you are, you know, making such a declaration over because that is what it is. You're declaring over that situation that it, it is well. All will go well. It will end well. It will end in praise. Okay, so your words are connected to what you believe. And I dare say your words are connected to who you believe. So, for example, if your father is Dangote or Adeleke, you shall be okay somehow. You'll be all right, you know. So, when you get into a place and they are saying, we need to do something, we are looking for somebody that will bring a million dollars out because you know who your father is. No shaking. You're all right. You're okay. It's just a phone call. However, when me that my father is not Dangote or Adeliki, I mean, I'm in there in that kind of conversation with them, and they say $1 million. My first court is just all over the place. Then I'll package myself and remember the child of who I am. The possessor of heaven and earth. The creator the one in whom all things consist, plus Gangote, plus Adeleke, they all consist inside him. So I will sit well and, you know, I'll be okay. So, as Christians, this is my, this my chart is very short. It's just an encouragement. That as we journey every day of this year, we need to be intentional about the words that come out of us. The words that come out of us. We need to be very mindful. We cannot afford to talk carelessly. We should not be among those who... There was a message P.I. preached a couple months back. I can't forget the example he used. Because some of us, it's okay to be that way, you know, when we are in a certain gathering, we talk anyhow. It's everybody saying, oh, I'm uh, this work, okay, your father, your mother. And we're just loose, loose tongue. And then we'll go back to the cross and start to pray in the Holy Ghost. Hey, Father, Holy Spirit, be nullifying all those things I have just declared. We make declarations about our future very mindlessly. We make declarations about our finances very mindlessly. Why? Because they are just mere words. I'm just playing around. I'm just joking. I guess what I'm saying is you cannot afford to joke. Not necessarily saying that you should take life too seriously. But where your words are concerned, as long as you recognize that you are a child of God and your words frame your world, then you cannot be a careless talker. Now, let's see what the scripture says about our speech. Proverbs 18, 21 says, Death and life are in the power, in the hand, the authority of the tongue. That word power there can also mean the hand and authority. 
So death and life are in the authority of your tongue. And those who love them will eat of the fruit. You are either eating of the fruit of death or you're eating of the fruit of life. So the seeds that you sow with your tongue, the words that come out of you are seeds. And the seeds that you sow can produce death or can produce life, can give life. That is why Jesus, on his journey, would look at the fig tree and curse it out because it had no fruit on it. And on his way back, maybe about a 24-hour window, the disciples are amazed that the fig tree has listened and obeyed. There was something that I, I remembered while preparing for this that we used to say when I was in uni then, that we are speaking spirits. We are speaking spirits. That means we are constantly talking. And as long as we are talking, we had better be speaking the language of heaven. We had better be, as long as our mouth opens up and words are coming forth, we had better be speaking life. Because the seeds of the words that you sow, now, you bear the fruits later. There are certain declarations that I made as a teenager that I'm reaping the fruits. Good declarations, prayers. Because that's what we do when we pray. We release words. We release words into our environment. We release words into our future. And we use our words to transform our situation and our lives. Proverbs 18.7 says, A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. That's foolish talking right there. A man who talks foolishly, a man who talks carelessly, will be destroyed. So it's almost as though there's a contradiction. You are walking, and you are talking, but your walks and your talks are not aligning. Your words are contradicting the works of your hands because of careless talking. Luke 6, 45, verse 45 says, The good person out of the good treasure of the heart produces good, and the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance, what are you filling your hearts with? Because it is what you fill your heart with. That is what will come out of you. That is what you will declare. So what are you feeding on? What are you feeding your spirit with? Are you feeding on, I don't even know what it is, but yeah, whatever. From certain type of literature to certain types of movies to certain types of conversations to hanging out at certain places. What are you feeding your mind with? How many of you would attest to the fact that when you spend quite some time just, I'm going to use the word very carefully now, meditating on the challenges of Nigeria as a nation, you almost enter into depression. Yeah. When you, are li you listen to the news, you read the papers, you're constantly just feeding your mind. If you are not careful, you are depressed. You are not encouraged to see anything good. In fact, you look and you're like, can anything good come out of this nation? But you see, as speaking spirits, even when you feed your mind with things like that, because you need to know, you need to stay abreast of the goings on in your country. I know people today who do not... You know, they just enter and leave. They, they, they don't, it's not a constant feed. They just get the highlights. They don't want these stories. They don't want the gory details. Because it does something to their spirit. So out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. What you feed yourself with is what will come out. Proverbs 10, 11 says, The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. 23.7, same proverb says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. 
several scriptures. The, the, the Bible is filled with so many instructions about how to guard our hearts and the danger of careless talk and careless living. So tonight, I just want to encourage you. The year has started already and you have begun to make certain types of declarations. In the name of, I'm, trying, I'm being real. I'm saying it as it is. Does that mean we should now talk like one who's not aware of reality or one who's not um, conscious or one, is, one who's trying to, you know, there's that very thin line between, oh, am I speaking in faith or am I, speaking, am I lying? I'm not saying you should lie. So, for example, when I was a teenager, I had somebody in my church who would never say that he's ill. He would never say he's ill. So if you ask him, you can clearly see that this guy is shivering, he's ill, an elderly person. But he would always say, I'm recovering from a downtime. And I liked the way the thing sounded, but I was very confused. Because I just thought, downtime, <laughs> that sounds like a machine. You know, but in his, that was his own way of expressing, I will not speak, you know, negative or whatever. I would always speak, you know, in faith. So he would say, I'm recovering from a downtime. <laughs> Bro, this is your downtime. He's looking very down. You sure you don't need to get to the hospital? I'm recovering from a downtime. Me, I do not have the nerve to put that downtime there. So I found my own way of addressing. So I would say, <laughs> may God forgive you all. So I would say, I am ill, but the truth, so that is the fact. I always, and I, 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 I'm being very honest here. It took me a while to be able to even then begin to voice out the truth part of it. So in my mind, I would say the truth. I would admit the fact. The fact is that I am not feeling well, but the truth is that by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. Therefore, I walk in healing. I am whole. I am strengthened. All those declarations, I'll make them in my mind. As I became bolder, then I can begin to, you know, I began to be able to express them in certain circles. So it's not that I'm saying, oh, don't say, oh, so you are broke. Don't say you are broke. Say you are rich. I'm rich. <laughs> I did that for my daughter one day. <laughs> she was just confused. She wanted me to buy her something. And I didn't have cash. So that, that was the first day I learned my mistake with her. So I never say to her, my daughter that I'm broke because she'll be like, oh, no, no. I, I don't say, oh, I am rich because she doesn't understand. She can't, oh, okay, you're rich. Okay, awesome. Let's buy it. You know, I realized I was confusing her. So I would say to her, I do not have cash at hand now. There's no cash in my wallet at the moment. I realized she could understand and she could relate better. So I'm not saying... Come and be lying or just be foolish. No. What we are saying here is a spiritual matter. It is that whether your bank account is empty, it has just a thousand naira. It is that you know who you are. You know the resources that you have access to. And you keep up your declarations. So you can say to someone, oh, I don't have cash to spare. You know. That does not make me poor. You, can't, you cannot be using words like I am poor. PI will be declaring over you that you are rich, you are prosperous, and you are saying I am poor, I am poor, I am poor. There is a conflict already. Are we together? So 2019 is a year where we are not engaging careless talk. We are not talking anyhow. We are very mindful of our speech. Now, I spoke about language when I started, and I said there are, lang there are different languages for different seasons, and right now it is Mandarin and whatever, whatever. But this year, our language is language of faith. That is the language that we are utilizing. That is how we speak. We speak from a place of faith. Knowing who our Father is, knowing all that we have access to, Please, I encourage you, go and listen to the messages on inheritance. Inheritance matters that P.I. preached. We need to remind ourselves of who we are, the things that we have access to, and our rights in Christ. Because that is what would guide how you speak 
And as you engage with God's word daily, you are guided as well. So believing is of the heart. What you believe is what you speak. If you believe that you are a no good do-gooder, because that is what they have been saying concerning you for the longest time since you have been, you know, you have been wise enough to recognize good from evil. And you are still believing it till now. Even when you speak, as long as you do not believe it, they are like empty words. They are mere words. The measure of God's word in your heart and in your mouth will determine the quality of your life. So, the scriptures will tell us that with the heart, man believes. And with the mouth, confession is made. So, there is a direct action that is required from us. As we believe, we speak. As we believe, as we receive God's word, either his spoken word, as we engage his spoken word and we receive his written word, we speak it. You begin to give life to it. Because you see, it is powerful when it begins to come out of your life. And we saw that in the, in the example of Jesus Christ and when Satan came to him to tempt him. Jesus knew the word. The devil knew the word. But power was displayed when he began to use the words. So the word of God on the inside of you is not just for you to be ruminating over only. It is for you to open up your mouth and begin to speak in this season. So this bottle of water, there's water in it, right? If I press it, what's going to come out of it? If I squeeze, what will come out of it? Water. Now imagine that this bottle was empty. What will come out of it? Air. What is air? Can you hold it? Can you touch it? Yeah, so I mean, for the benefit of this analogy, let us assume air is useless. Because there's nothing you can do with it. Just for the benefit of this analogy. But the water that comes out of this is useful. That is how we are as Christians. Because the truth is, temptations will come. The truth is, adversity. Oh, that's my alarm. Whoa. Adversity will come. Jesus has said to us, be of good cheer. I have overcome on your behalf. Now, if you cannot take that word that Jesus has given to you, and begin to declare that you are an overcomer because Jesus has overcome on your behalf. Then it is not Jesus' fault. It is your fault. So this bottle, just like the bottle, we might be pressed. But we're not crushed. We are not crushed because of what is inside of us that is coming out of us. We are not crushed because of the word of God on our insides. The promises of God and the revelation of him that we have received. That when we come into a situation of, you know, adversity, when we come into a circumstance, a tough challenge, either at work, in your relationship, in your business, in your family, that you have the right words to declare concerning the situation. That we go back to God's word and search out his promises and his instructions for us concerning such a matter. And as we begin to make those declarations, our hearts are encouraged and strengthened such that we can stand and we will not be crushed. That is why we can pass through fire and we will not be burnt. And I'm reminded of the story of the Hebrew brothers, the Hebrew guys. They got to a place and the king said to them, bow or die. And he said to him, oh king, we will not be careful to answer you. Our God is able to deliver us from this fiery furnace. However, just in case he does not just in case he cannot, but just in case he does not, out of his sovereignty, decides not to. God's ability was not in question from the response of the Hebrew boys. His ability was not in doubt. And that is how we must live our lives in 2019. 
that we have a God and we serve a God. We belong to a father who is more than able to sort us out. Who is more than able to cause his plans to unfold for us. One of the anchor scriptures that we're using in this season, 2 Chronicles, I think 26, the story of King Uzziah. Scripture says, and as he sought the Lord, as he constantly sought the Lord, God prospered him. And that should be someone's testimony in 2019. That as you stay with God, as you seek him, as you feed on his word, as his word becomes life, giving you life, and as you declare his word and his truth, his promises for your life, that he will prosper you. So Romans 10, 17 says very quickly, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is released by the words that we speak because it comes by us hearing that word. But it is released, we release, we display our faith when we speak and when we take corresponding action. So we declare and we act. We declare and we act. Mark chapter 4 from verse 4 to 8. I'd encourage you to go home and read it. But it's essential, and from verses 13 to 20. It's the story of, you know, the sower who went out to sow. Some fell on stony ground. Some fell on rocky, uh, a ground filled with thorns. Some fell on good ground. You know, and Jesus told this parable to to speak to the way we receive his word, the way we engage his word. Because that word, the seeds that were being sown was the word of God. Sometimes the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, loss of the flesh, comes and, you know, struggles with us. So much so that it chokes out the word of God and it's not able to stay in us. But when your heart is prepared... Because your heart must be prepared to receive the word. You cannot engage the word of God with unbelief. You cannot or you should not engage the word of God with doubt. Because it would only work for you if you believe. If you believe, you will receive. If you believe, you will see. If you believe, you will speak. You will say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. And the things that you say, you will see happen. That is what Jesus said. So it starts with three things. The state of your heart. The state of your heart. The word of God. The amount of the words that you have inside you. If all you have inside you really is, I don't know, stuff, work stuff. In the day of adversity, I wonder what will come out. Because the Holy Spirit has to bring something to your remembrance. What will the Holy Spirit bring to your remembrance? Sorry? <laughs> what will He bring to your remembrance? So feed on God's word. And let that word, give it life. You give it life when you begin to speak it. You give it life when you begin to declare it. Mark eleven twenty two. Sorry, before I read that scripture, let me read Proverbs eighteen twenty. It says, "A man's self shall be filled with with the fruit of his mouth, and with the consequence of his lips, he must be satisfied with the words, whether good or evil. A man will be filled with the fruit of his mouth, and what will satisfy the man?" is the consequence of the words that he speaks. Now, I know that we operate in the dispensation of grace. And to be honest, a lot of us are appropriating mercy. But you see, the grace and the mercies of God are everlasting. They would always be there. But the man that will go far with God is the man that believes and the man that can speak. The man that engages. So you receive from your source. It dwells on your inside and it comes out of you 
to situations, to circumstances. You are shaping your life, defining your destiny. Sometimes the kind of declarations we make, or the kind of in, in, in a joking manner, we speak about, oh, ah, me, when I have children, eh? How many of you remember when we're speaking about, I think, was it inheritance? Something about speak out. I think that was the title then. When P.I. spoke about him saying as a young person that any car that would jam him, if he's going to get knocked over by a car, it has to be a very fine car, very expensive car. And it happened. He got knocked over, you know. Now, that sounds very... Uh, but imagine the things that we are arranging and aligning in the spirit realm with our words, careless speaking. Okay, so one of the things that, let me read very quickly, Mark 4 verse 19. It says, oh, from 18, now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desire for other things, entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful so it means that the word of God can be unfruitful in the life of an individual that is what Jesus Christ is saying in this scripture and it can be unfruitful because of the state of your heart or because of the other things that are contending with God's throne in your heart so you know the word. I don't know how many of you know people who just know the scriptures. They know where to quote from. They know it. But you are wondering, I'm not seeing any difference. Not because you're judging or anything. But either even in terms of their character, character formation. As, the longer you stay with God, there should be that life of Christ revealed and you know, manifested in and through you. There are certain habits that should begin to drop off. But you're just wondering, you can you know the scripture cover to cover. Yet, me that I know very little, when there's a storm, you come running. Why aren't you appropriating that word of God that you know? Let it become life and you know. Let it work for you. In 2019, we are not, we are no longer going to be the, the type of people that just know God's word. We will know, we will be intimate with God's word. We will live his word. We will speak his word. Because that is the language that is required for this season. We will search out the scriptures concerning every situation of our lives. And we would identify God's promises and instructions for us. We will walk in them. We will declare them. We will pray them to him. So, as I wrap up, just to remind us that just like our Father, we are meant to create with our words. The words that I speak, they are spirit and life. The words that Jesus, that's Jesus saying that, the words I speak are spirit and life. It means that where my word enters, there is power made available. Because... I am a king. I'm a child of God. I'm a king's seed. And as such, when I declare my words over a situation, they are not mere words. They are not empty words. They are filled with power. They are filled with authority. As such, I expect, because I believe, I have faith, I expect to see a transformation. How many people are ready to begin to declare as children of God how many people are ready to begin to speak as speaking spirits how many people are ready to begin to create with their words in partnership with God that as it is upon his heart we will begin to make manifest here on earth if I have such people here tonight would you kindly rise would you kindly rise and just begin to declare God's word? A good place to start if you have a prayer language is to pray in the Holy Spirit. Just pray in the Spirit and the Holy Spirit will begin to bring pictures to your heart. He will begin to reveal things to you that you need to address. 
it will begin to bring to your remembrance scriptures that are fit for the situation and you will begin to declare them shall we begin to pray as I prepared for this the Holy Spirit brought to my heart that there are some people here who need to just pray and all you're saying to God you're just praying in the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit is doing a rework he's doing a rework because you have made such declarations that stand contrary to God's word to his plan for your life Tonight, the mercy of God is available. We are speaking spirits. We speak life in the name of Jesus. Life of our businesses. Life of our careers. Life of our relationships. We speak life in the name of Jesus. Life in your emotions. Life in your spirit, man. Tonight, begin to create with your words. Begin to create with your words. Begin to create, begin to create. Begin to birth that which is in God's heart for you tonight. We speak in the name of Jesus. We believe and so we speak. We believe and so we speak. We believe and so we speak. We believe and so we speak.
Bosoto Librada Bashatakaye, Lebrado Casuta Librada Bashataya, Eh Makasende Kerebosha. Begin to declare strength, strength, strength in this season. Strength, Masikalito Shonteye, strength to wait on God, strength to see as God sees concerning your life, concerning your situation, that you are not looking at things from the from the man's wisdom, from man's perspective, but you are seeing things from the eyes of the Father. In the name of Jesus, someone needs to begin to declare light in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 As you go on from here tonight, don't stop speaking. Don't stop speaking. Don't stop declaring God's word. It is only his counsel that is permitted to stand in your life. But you see, you give authority to his counsel when you speak. When you align your thoughts. When you align your words with his. God can speak over you. But you need to permit a manifestation. You need to permit an expression of his word. So you do that when you believe and you speak. You do that when you believe and you speak. Another thing you will need to do is to rebuke. I don't know what situation you are dealing with, but you will need to rise and rebuke. Bible says of Jesus Christ that he had to rebuke the wind. He rebuked the Pharisees. There are times of rebuking. Do not take on a situation and just sit nice and happy in it and say it's normal. It should not be normal to you because you are a child of God. So it's not the, the things that are normal to others. A health condition is normal. They say when you get to a certain age, it's okay. And the thing is collecting your money. It has become a devourer. And you are sitting nice and pretty in it and you are saying it is normal. That should stop in 2019 you will need to rebuke such you will need to rebuke such whatever gaping holes exist in your finances you will need to rebuke them the wisdom that you require for fi for financial um, soundness it will come to you you will call it forth with your word you would engage resources you would engage mentors but you will call them forth with your word the words that you speak are spirit and they are life they are spirit and they are life Father, we thank you for tonight. We give you praise, our God. Thank you so much for teaching us tonight and just letting us know what you require of us in this season. We receive the grace to speak. In Mark 4, the scripture there that speaks about, um, you know, the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches and, and thorns choking the word. Sometimes it is that we have the word of God in us, but the situation around us does not even allow us, it puts us in so much fear, puts us in a state of, of doubt and unbelief that we, we, we are almost, you know, disbelieving God's word and his ability to perform and come through for us. Either because we have been waiting, we have been waiting and trusting and praying and declaring and we are saying nothing new is happening. Father, tonight we receive re-energized strength in the name of Jesus. Strength to believe. Strength to wait on you. Strength to trust you completely. That like the Hebrew boys, we will say, we will not, you know, we, we will not hesitate to answer you in this matter, O King. That is what we will be saying to the situation. That our God is willing and he is able and he has delivered us. Victory is ours. We will continue to make such declarations in the name of Jesus. Father, strengthen our faith tonight. Strengthen our faith tonight. We give you praise, oh God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.